You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. Your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB on the LOB, the Lockdown Browns podcast, brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Show itself at Lockdown Browns. Follow back account. DMs are open. Always appreciate everybody who makes Lockdown Browns their first listen day in, day out. This podcast is brought to you by OnlineGambling.com. The place to be for all the latest gambling news and tips throughout the NFL playoffs. Visit onlinegambling.com slash NFL to get the edge over the competition throughout this year in the playoffs. Sitting down here today, Pete Smith from Sports Illustrated Browns Digest is in the house. Um, you know, put these things together how we want to, you know, do coverage. Sometimes things take precedence. Two years ago at the NFL Combine, Andrew Barry and Quesi Adolfo Mensa had first met each other. Um, two men similar, but really didn't have the opportunity to know each other at that point. Um, got together, exchanged numbers, began a couple of months of getting to know each other. May 2020, Andrew Barry is looking for someone to be his Andrew Barry to Sasha Bra- Sashi Brown. And he offers the gig to Quesi Adolfo Mensa. Um, yesterday, after two years with the Cleveland Browns, and obviously working his butt off and obviously impressing everybody within the Cleveland Browns front office, uh, Quesi has been hired as the general manager of the Minnesota Vikings, uh, continuing the evolution of analytics-driven thought process into NFL you know, front offices. Uh, continue, obviously, that continues. Uh, for the Cleveland Browns, um, you give minorities an opportunity um, and they excel. Not only does the person, the man himself, get rewarded, obviously, by a great opportunity. The Cleveland Browns get a nice, nice reward here over the next two NFL drafts. The Cleveland Browns will get the compensatory third round pick. Um, so obviously, you figure the pick is anywhere after pick 96 in the next two drafts. So you call it basically essentially a top 100 pick. But Andrew Barry basically loses his wingman, loses his right-hand man. Um, there will be a search, obviously, for that. We'll see how it goes. Maybe it's something that will not be done until after this year's process. Who knows? Um, no way of knowing all that yet, no way it shakes out. Um, but, you know, more firepower for the Browns. Um, Andrew Barry loses his wingman. And for Quessy and the Minnesota Vikings, you know, seeing as we just played Minnesota, Hopefully the next three years go absolutely beautiful for the Vikings. And, you know, four years from now, who knows where it'll be. But Pete, uh, definitely now a shakeup within the Cleveland Browns front office. And it's, for me, Pete, it's, you know, at the end of the day, for whatever this season was in 2020, I think it's to, just safe to say, and it's it, it, great to say that the structure of the Cleveland Browns seems to be at an all-time high, high right now as far as the hierarchy and how business is being run on a day-to-day basis. Well, I mean, Quasi Adolfo Mensa, uh, former commodities trader who got into the NFL, had been working with the 49ers in terms of the research department for a number of years. Um, 
understood a lot of the financial and, and uh, analytical aspects, had been trying to sort of get his uh, bona fides in scouting and get that part of it down. That's part of what he wanted to do when he came to the Browns. Um, the Browns have two guys that were targets, the other being Glenn Cook, um, who's an, another guy who's who, who will probably get a, a, a job in the relatively near future. Um, so they need a new, I believe it's director of football ops uh, that Mensa had. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, and the, 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 the good news for the Browns is that you, even though you lose somebody who's capable and, uh, and uh, talented like that, it means you're also going to attract more people that are um, talented because they feel like, this is a good place to go uh, to to get better at your job and ultimately go where you want to go. So um, whether that is going to be um, hired from the outside, it seems more likely given the timing that maybe it's on the inside, but we'll see. I mean, I think he was hired in like uh, May uh, last year or the two years ago. Um, it's a opportunity to get another – uh, qualified, capable person in here. Uh, I mean, the Browns have been sort of collecting some former executives um, that have been GMs other where other places or have been sort of uh, advisors. So it's possible they hire one of them. But uh, yeah, it's the the draft picks are certainly helpful um, for what the Browns want to do. Uh, some of the issues they they can address. Um, getting a, a pick at the end of the third round not going to hurt anybody's feelings. So um, it's uh, you know, between that and, you know, having your defensive line coaches sort of promoted away. Um, the Browns have some attractive openings to fill. Um, just to get it, you know, it, not to sell them short. It was vice president of football ops for Quesi Adolfo Mensa, uh, Jersey native. And, you know, as Pete mentioned, you know, time in a, as commodities broker, uh, commodities broker, uh, then, you know, basically just going this route. And and this is Pete. And this is one thing. And I know we get, you know, people go through this with us all the time um, when we like to talk analytics. And the point of this is it's just not about using your brain and, you know, using theories, algorithms, formulas, et cetera, et cetera. There has to be a mesh of both. And obviously this is where, you know, Kwesi, found his way and his assistants probably in some of these contracts that, you know, have gone over here the last two years. And we said, wow, that really worked out well, you know, wow. Browns, wow, I didn't see that coming. That's actually really worked out well. I got this player for this amount. Da, 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 da. This is part of where it comes in. And obviously he was truly a part of this, but this isn't just given to somebody because of the fact that, you know, Oh wow. We really like the way your brain works. Well, look, I mean, the job of GM has is, about big picture it's about managing it's about being able to hire and appoint the right people that's you know people could a lot of people couldn't figure this out with sashi brown but he wasn't making the picks he hired andrew barry to help make the picks he uh assembled a team that was going to sort of help him do the job so they got guys like ken kovash running the analytics department they brought in andrew barry they brought in uh, ultimately they were able to bring in Paul D. Podesta and the only one of those people who's still not here is Sashi Brown. Like 
it's about setting up a productive operation. So um, that doesn't mean in this case that uh, Quezzi won't be involved in picking players. Uh, he may feel confident enough, given what he's learned, um, to be more uh, in that conversation. But he's also not going to be stupid and, and not hire people that are going to give him the best information possible or, if need be, make the decisions that are going to make him successful. So, um, you know, Howie Roseman's not picking players, or, or maybe he is by now, but, I mean, he was a lawyer who's signed up to uh, understood how assets were managed, understood how uh, the finances worked, and has been super successful in terms of trades and sort of running their salary cap and – they all, you know, he, he, he like the Eagles fans, I, Eagles fans were uh, ready to fire him. And then here we are and they get a first round, what ends up being a first round pick for Carson Wentz. And you can make a case that he's the executive of the year again. So, you know, the, the sort of football guy cliche, we saw how badly that can work out for you. Certainly there are people that can do it. Um, but ultimately it's about getting guys who can manage guys who can work, uh, work in terms of hiring work in terms in terms of delegating and just overall managing an effective operation um and this will make a nice segue here to when we jump into segment two but we'll get to that here in a second um you know but for the browns look it's more ammunition you know to fill holes and you know look i mean you know a player at the end of the third round um you know players that the browns have drafted in similar positions um, you know, Jacob Phillips, uh, you know, obviously injury has been a part, but when he's played, he's been really well. Anthony Schwartz, who, you know, if can stay healthy, you see a role here for what he can be, you know, for this team, as far as just being something different within the offense, you look at a player like McCall Hardman, that type of effect is what you're hoping and Anthony Schwartz can bring. That's what you're getting with this selection here. Uh, so the Browns get to add one more pick. Um, and certainly you can never have too many of them. Uh, obviously, it helps you with, you know, manipulating your way up and down the draft board. You know, always want to have more picks in your pocket. Browns here take uh, take a chance on somebody two years ago. Turns out that he absolutely does his job and just absolutely knocks it out of the park. Two years later, it goes to the point where he is now the general manager of the Minnesota Vikings. So Browns took a gamble at the time. Obviously, the man put in the work, put in the effort, put in the desire to improve each and every day and to the point here where, you know, he was <clears throat> obviously, you know, and maybe, you know, there's some people who are saying that maybe the Vikings first choice took the Browns job, but um, you got yourself in the final round of interviewing for a general manager job within the NFL. So, you know, all the best to Quessy. Um, you know, for the Minnesota Vikings again, Browns won't see him for four years unless something miraculous happens, say a Super Bowl. Um, but for now, the uh, you know, obviously a change coming, um, here within the Cleveland Browns front office. Cleveland benefits from taking a gamble, man himself benefits from getting one of you know the top 32 jobs as far as front offices go in the NFL. We're going to get to a little bit more here on Lockdown Browns. Obviously, some more news went down in the NFL. We will get to that here in just one second. Uh, Pete Smith in the house for the ride. <clears throat> Super Bowl teams predictions. The folks over at OnlineGambling.com, they gave the opportunity for us to put together our Super Bowl picks. For me... I thought Kansas City Chiefs, Green Bay Packers. 
Obviously, that is no longer the case. The Kansas City Chiefs are still running strong. They have given me one last chance to change my pick, and I'm going to trust my gut and stick with, well, I can't stick with, I'm going to have to go with, I'm going to go with the Los Angeles Rams, taking out the San Francisco 49ers, and I think the Chiefs at home against Cincinnati Bengals are going to find a way to get themselves to their third straight Super Bowl. We are all all looking for an edge these days, and I'd like to thank OnlineGambling.com for sponsorship of today's podcast. If you don't know already, OnlineGambling.com is a website dedicated to giving betters the edge throughout the playoffs. They're providing you with the best NFL tips, news, and more to help you make your bets as informed as ever. At the beginning of the playoffs, the experts at OnlineGambling.com, again, asked me to show off my prediction skills and pick the Super Bowl finalists. Well, not doing so great, but second chance here to go with the Rams Chiefs in Super Bowl in SoFi. If you're planning on placing a bet during the playoffs, make sure you head to OnlineGambling.com before you do. OnlineGambling.com gives bettors the edge by providing the best and most trusted experience online all day, every day. That includes their OG tips section where you'll find their own Super Bowl picks as well as inside track on how to beat the odds throughout the NFL playoffs. Make sure you visit OnlineGambling.com NFL for all the latest gambling news, tips, and odds to give you the edge throughout the playoffs. Remember, OnlineGambling.com slash NFL to make the most of this year's playoffs. Other changes within the NFL yesterday, Pete. Um, You look at the situation with the New Orleans Saints, and this is where we talk about, hey, it's great that you can find talent. It's great that you can bring in free agents. Can you manipulate the cap? Um, Sean Payton and maybe a little bit of a love affair for Taysom Hill. They found a way to work through it all last year, the Saints, as far as, you know, manipulating their cap. This year, again, an absolute chokehold is on them as far as what they can do with this roster to be ready for the 2022 season. And Sean Payton, with the life after Drew Brees, um, basically said, uh, I'm going to take my ball and go home. Uh, looks like we've made a tad bit of a mess here, and we're going to let somebody else come on in and clean this all up. Um, you know, for the Saints and – we had talked yesterday about Tom Brady and about what, you know, where would the allure be to come back? And, you know, we, I talked about the three teams in the NFC South. I didn't think anybody looked that great. So for Tom Brady, you know, do you look at it as, Hey, at worst, my team wins the NFC South. It gives me three shots at getting to the playoffs next year. It's interesting. Uh, but Pete, the saints, uh, obviously in a really, really, really difficult spot here. Some players that will head to free agency. They're in some really difficult spots with a player like Michael Thomas, who's played seven games in the last two seasons. Um, this looks like a franchise, Pete, that, you know, obviously could be, uh, you know, on the dark side for a season or two while they have to basically regroup um, with a lot of cap issues and have zero answer at a quarterback position right now. Yeah, I think the the, the not having the answer at quarterback is the, the biggest reason why uh they're going to be in trouble they have a ton of talent they have a good scouting department they've been able to really do well in the draft um that michael thomas contract is death right now um maybe they can get out of it at the end of in june um and they're still gonna have to they'd still be eating money but it would be less they they would ultimately save some some money and just sort of kick the rest down the road um but no uh, I d- would not in any way, shape, or form want to trade for him. Uh, he's barely played the last two years. There's no answer on uh, whether he's going to be able to play with his ankle issues. Uh, he's 29. He still makes a ton of money. Um, 
So that's one of their big problems. It's not the only one. They may lose a number of players to uh, free agency. They, I don't see how they're going to be able to keep Taryn Armstead, uh, one of the better, one of the one of the more underrated, effective tackles that are out there. Um, Marcus they, Williams. Well, if he they can't keep him, Jesus, like he he's really good. Um, <laughs> I, you know, when when Browns got John Johnson, I was certainly thrilled. But th- that was that was. He was uh, Marcus Williams was one A uh, in that conversation, and no, I don't think the Browns would then go get him. Although you know, uh, wouldn't hate it. Uh, but yeah, these are all tremendous uh, players that they just don't have means to keep anymore. Uh, and you know, because you don't have a quarterback and some of these other things, it's almost like you may as well sort of eat this money as soon as possible. Uh, to sort of clear your books and get going uh, and try to rebuild the thing. But that's a difficult job uh, beyond the, 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 the stress of being the guy who's after Sean Payton, which is challenging enough. You have all these other things where you sort of have to come in and be like, uh, guys, you got to give me a, a, a season or two to sort of get this squared away before we can really even do anything, um, which is not a good place to start. Um, so, you know, you look at that that division, and all of a sudden, you know, one more reason the the Falcons shouldn't get rid of Matt Ryan, not that they were ever going to, uh, is they suddenly might be pretty good. Uh, you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll see what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers do. Uh, obviously, if they if if Tom Brady sticks around and they can keep that roster together, they're going to be the 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 favorite. The Panthers are still sort of figuring things out, and the Falcons are suddenly like. You know, maybe the second best team in the league. They almost made the playoff. You know, they they I I think people referred to them as like the worst. Uh, what what were they nine and eight or eight and nine or seven and ten something like that? The worst uh, one of those in history. But nevertheless, it suddenly like gives them an opportunity to potentially like squeak into the playoffs in that thing. So, um, yes, for Sean Payton, uh, he's a man who looked exhausted. Um, I'm sure losing this past year helped. Um, but uh, will he come back? He, he certainly left the door open for that. What does that look like? Is it a year? Is it two years? I don't know, but he's like 58 or 59 now, so I don't expect if he's going to sit out, it's going to be very long, uh, and then he can come back. Now, what 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 does that look like? I mean, most people are immediately assuming Dallas Cowboys, and I guess that's possible, but maybe it's a team like Arizona who's got you know a coach that with, with giant question marks but some talent. Um, there are other teams out there that that could potentially be really interesting to one Sean Payton. Uh, and look, I mean, it, it just you know, sixteen years. It, 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 so it's you know, I, I mean, I kid obviously, um, but it's not one hundred percent literally just bailing on a situation. It, you know, it's not a Bobby Petrino type of thing. Sixteen years there, um, and you know, it's a. I mean, you know, as far as you know, head coaching runs, it's an absolutely incredible hell of a run. Um, you know, did bring New Orleans one Super Bowl championship. Um, but you know, sometimes, you know, chasing a second one or even chasing a first one, um, you end up, you know, basically selling off maybe the future of a franchise. And if you don't get it, then obviously you get yourself in a tough times where the saints currently are. So we'll see what way it all plays out in New Orleans, obviously a lot going on there. Um, if you guys are interested, um, Ross Jackson, uh, Ross is our, uh, pro, uh, is our NFL channel coordinator. Um, host of Lockdown Saints. So if you're looking at anything on that, obviously a lot going on down in New Orleans now and in the foreseeable future as now they have to jump into the head coaching fray 
later into the game than most teams. Um, Pete, this time of year, you know, and with Aaron Rodgers, obviously, you know, because the Denver talks were so prominent last year, they're picking up again here this year. Um, and the, you know, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, their repair, da 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 First things first, that necessarily cannot, doesn't have to happen. Green Bay can just simply throw a tag on Devontae Adams and, you know, wherever Aaron Rodgers goes, Devontae Adams is, you know, basically maybe anchored on down. But say it were to happen, um, there would make for an interesting situation in Denver. Just recently extended wide receiver Tim Patrick. Just recently extended wide receiver Cortland Sutton. Jerry Judy, who had a disappointing sophomore season. Um, there would be, I, I don't see how a workable situation would be to bring in Rodgers and Devontae Adams into Denver with the three you already have. I mean, you were talking about a ton of money between what you would pay Adams, a first-round contract, in Judy, the extensions to Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick. Would there be any interest in maybe stoking the fire over there in Denver to maybe see if there would be a wide receiver that would be a plausible fit here in Cleveland, Pete? Uh, not really to me. I'm not a big Jerry Judy guy, but and I assume if they were going to... He's on a first-round contract, and he's still a baby. He's not even 23 years old yet, but go ahead. Yeah, He's he's okay. I mean, I, I don't know. I there's something about uh, what is going on in Denver that just strikes me as odd with him. Now I could be completely wrong, and it could be a, a, a wise way to go. I I do think that it ultimately, if if that was what was going to happen, that Jerry Judy would put me part of a package going back to the Packers. But um, you know, I, I'm. It, it my immediate reaction would be no, but that doesn't mean uh, that I'm right on this. He's he's fine, I guess. Uh, it just maybe it's just the, the, how bad this past season was, but uh, yeah, I I don't know. I'm I'm sort of I guess I'm just committed to the idea of of just rebuilding it through the draft and getting guys that are sort of um just worried about proving themselves here and maybe he'd be fit into that category, but uh, yeah, it just doesn't do much for me. Okay. So you know, with that being said, but look, you know, this is going to go on. Obviously some changes are going to come on and, you know, obviously the popular one now will be, will the Browns have interest in Kirk Cousins because Quasi Adolfo Mensa is now the general manager of the Minnesota Vikings. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, no, thanks. Uh, just no thanks on that one. We got some listener questions that we are going to get here as we continue to drive on through here on Locked on Browns. Again, from Sports Illustrated, Pete Smith, joining your host, Jeff Lloyd, on your latest episode. Browns fans, this is Jeff Lloyd with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get upside. My listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill-up cash back. Don't pay full price to pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free. Again, promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.25 cents per gallon or more on your first time. Some people who drive a lot are making as much to two dollars to $300 a year in cash back, and there is no cash. The cash back gets added right to your bank account. You, I'm sorry, to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get $0.25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. Again, promo code TOUCHDOWN. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit 
or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good, you'll want to eat it. It is unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical spill. You want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring. Most resolutions are gone by week, th- by week three. You might be thinking, that's it. It's not worth it. Where's the chocolate? Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Here's an idea for the new year. Go to all your secret stashes for your snacks. And come on, you all know you have them. Whether it's in the pantry, whether it's at home in your office or in your work office in that bottom left drawer nobody goes into or your car, wherever. Throw out all the sugary or calorie filled treats and replace them with Bill Bars. So when you are creating a snack or treat, you can reach for something that's healthy and tastes incredible. Even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least eat something that tastes good and is good for you. That way, when you enjoy a delicious Bill Bar, you can dupe yourself into calling it a workout. And here's the lineup. There are so many flavors. Coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many more. In fact, Built is coming out with new limited time flavors. So make sure you check Built.com often to see what is new. Go to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCK15. No caps, obviously all caps, no space, and get 15% off your order. Again, the promo code LOCKED. 15 for 15% off at built.com. Pete has released his second mock as we are now full on in to the offseason. Um, Pete, um, and uh, I know what happened to me talking with Brent Sobolewski. Perhaps, you know, happened to you a tad bit. Um, and notice that you have a Drake London headlining here at pick 13 for the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. Uh, Brent makes a convincing case. Um, he's, you know, he is a really good wide receiver. He, he takes a backseat to no one in terms of defeating man coverage. He gets open. He moves the chains consistently. Uh, that part may not be super like exciting for that pick, but they haven't had that guy either. Um, and he's also a guy who he, he, his, He's not a guy who's going to just uh, sprint down the field and, and beat everybody down there, but he is a guy who will go down and make play, field, uh, plays down the field and contested catches uh, along the lines of a T. Higgins. Um, he's big. He is slippery. He, you know, is able to make guys miss. He he just does a lot of things that are helpful. And if if he can be a guy like a Marquez Colston to a guy that's built like Drew Brees. Um, that could be a really good setup. And you can, beyond Donovan Peoples-Jones, who's more of a big play guy, um, continue adding big play guys. And hopefully that um, creates more opportunities for your tight ends and, and space in those. So, like, I, I totally am into the idea of getting um, – like a, a speed guy, like a like a Traylon Burks or somebody of that ilk, but I also think there's something to be said for getting a guy who you can just constantly get the ball um, and constantly keep your offense moving down the field. 
interesting and you know uh, you know height wise you're talking about somebody you know with the height of a tight end um i have questions about maybe the speed factor um athletic ability you're not going to question this is a guy who averaged 30 points a game as a senior in high school did moonlight a little bit early in his career at usc also on the basketball team so you're not you know concerned you know about the overall athletic ability the ability to high point those types of things um you know, baker certainly had a fantastic relationship with david njoku um so size is something you know that seems to behoove and aid baker mayfield as far as you know what he wants to do with the ball so you know but drake london and it's it's going to be interesting because there are going to be you know and if this is obviously if the browns stay at 13 um this is a crazy group and i mean you gotta you know and you're also talking about players like you know Mechie, and you're talking about Jamison Williams. Obviously, you know, Mechie not mentioned to go this high. Um, Jamison Williams with the injuries. Then you get to Garrett Wilson. Then he gets Chris Olave. Obviously, Traylon Burks, like Pete mentioned. Uh, Jahan Dawson out of Penn State, another fantastic one here. It's going to be hard to see exactly what the flavor is necessarily that the Browns are looking for. We all think we know what maybe that flavor is that the Browns are looking for. Um, but the point is, is there are going to be options, um, and there will be a lot of options in that. Uh, continuing on here, uh, Pete, the next two picks, you know, we talked about this, the defensive line, which right now just, you know, looks to be the Achilles heel as far as holes for the Browns headed into 2022. You added an edge rusher. You added an interesting piece in the third round because I'm not sure he's exactly what the Browns are totally looking for on the interior, um, but does bring another player who can get things done both ways, but may not just be that anchor necessarily. And we have talked about this, that anchor and that, you know, that zero tech to the Browns, you know, need just that big guy to hold everything up at the line may come through free agency, maybe a player already in the NFL here, but Pete, these uh, other two picks and Majee Sanders and Logan Hall. Yeah. Sanders um, was an absolute force as a, as a junior, he goes back to school um, he actually is better in terms of his play down to down effectiveness, but the the stats aren't as impressive. Um, he became more efficient. Actually, had more hurries in his final year than his previous two combined. Uh, but more importantly, he he fills the role that they lose with Tack McKinley. They get a guy who can come off the edge with speed. Um, he may not be as fast as McKinley was, but he's also a little bit more effective in terms of certain things he does. He 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 can play. Inside, outside, he can uh, use his hands well. He's great at deflecting passes. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's easy to see a scenario where you have um, Garrett and, and Sanders on the outside with Clowney on the inside. Uh, so, and, like, Sanders sacrificed for the team this past season. They, they had to play him more in line with the defensive line as opposed to being able to just have him run the arc uh and he got better at being a run defender as well as being a, a pass rusher so i think all those things are going to pay dividends um logan hall he's not a defensive tackle uh to me uh but he is a guy who can play base end um and then come inside and rush the passer from the interior uh i i don't i mean we'll see like part of the reason i included him was because um, he's slated to participate in the senior bowl as is Sanders. Um, and I want to see what his weight is. If he's in that 275 to 280 range, then that he can listed, be, yeah. then he can be a guy who comes in on rundowns and plays defensive end. And then you get to those uh you know pass rushing situations and you put him on the interior where he's really quick. He's 
effective. Uh, I have major concerns about him as a pure defensive tackle. If he decides to be up to like 290 or something, he uh, his, le- his leverage can be problematic. He plays too high, exposes his chest too much. Um, but a lot of the things he does uh, that that would be problems at defensive tackle are less troubling at defensive end. I don't think he's got great hips, that he's, he's going to be more like Jadevian Clowney or Malik Jackson in terms of he's not going to be a guy who's going to likely bend the edge or anything, but he's the guy who's going to collapse the pocket. And then to me, I think the Browns, you know, I think what they're going to try to do with defensive tackle is get a couple doorstops in there and just get sub packages to do everything else. Logan Hall to me is a sub package guy. It allows them to stay big on rundowns and then be more athletic on passing downs. He's also supremely tall. It's weird that he only had one pass deflection in his entire career, but that seems to be another area where he should be able to get up the field, get his arms up if he can't get to the quarterback and deflect passes, which would give the Browns a lot of those long-armed guys that can can create that type of issue. Uh, not as good as Peyton Turner was last year. Um, I, that, I, I think he's a little bit of a wild card. Um, de- again, depending on what his weight is, I, I think t- there are a lot of teams who may d- not like him if he's a tweener. I think the Browns would like him because he's a tweener. Uh, you know, and this Browns defense, it appears now the premise is, you know, uh, as far as, you know, speed and quickness, um, you know, looking for something, you know, as Pete mentioned, you're looking for a good Andrew Billings to play first down. And then you want to get into situations where it's second and eight and just bring on the dogs and release the speed, get the safeties on the field, get your fastest defensive lineman on the field. This is the area that this Browns defense wants to go. So, you know, these picks certainly make a ton of sense here. Uh, question here from J Mac four. Um, yeah, guys, look, what I've been doing these mocks recently Part of the reason, you know, and you know, I do think trade back could be a serious option for the Browns, but part of the reason I'm doing it is I'm trying to find a way to, you know, fill most of the holes the Browns have. And, you know, once free agency comes, 13 might look extremely appealing. Um, and J Max's question is obviously as far as you know, trading back, possibility of trading up. Uh, everything's on the table. The, you know, we've seen the Browns play both scenarios. We saw them play both scenarios in last year's draft alone, uh, certainly. Um with, you know, moving up for Je- Jeremiah Wusu-Koromoa, then later on moving back. Um, so all of those options are in the board here, uh, you know, obviously on the board here. The Brands, Browns have no issue, uh, you know, going up to get their guy guy or, you know, playing the field and saying, you know, you know, water's not basically the way we want it yet, so we'll dip our toes in when it's a little more fable for us. But, Pete, you know, moving down from 13 and always acquiring more picks, um, if the Browns decide that they think, you know, three, four wide receivers – might answer what they need at that position. You'd have to think 13 could certainly be in play for a team who wants to maybe jump up and maybe even get, who knows, maybe the first, maybe the second quarterback. There are a lot of offensive tackles in this draft. If the Browns do re-sign Jadavian Clowney, maybe they aren't in the edge market in round one. Um, And, you know, maybe somebody's coming up for one of these defensive ends that's slipping a little bit, you know, in that 13 range. So 13 could certainly be in play. Yes. I mean, I, I, I tend to think they're going to sit still and, and make a pick, but um, stranger things have happened. A lot will depend on free agency. I well, think I'm, that's I'm sorry. Cornerbacks is cornerbacks. Another one too. So, I mean, you know, but there is that, you know, and I, I'm just using a team like the Eagles, for example, where I, I believe they have, I think it's 16, 18 and 19 or whatever. And, you know, it's not much to move up to 13. Obviously they could still end up with, you know, three round, three first round picks. And there could be the possibility of there's somebody we need to walk out of this first round with and you know so we'll see but go ahead 
if anyone trades up for a quarterback, I, I, I that's not that Pete. Come yeah, on, but, we can we can dream. We can dream. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it, like maybe there's a situation where the the. the all the receivers they want are on the board and they're willing to move back because they like any of them. But I have a feeling they're going to f- figure out which one they really like. And then, you know, if a guy like David Ajabo is sitting there, I, you know, I would not be surprised if the Browns just pulled the trigger. So um, it's certainly possible, I'll, you know, free agency is when they're going to try to address their needs. Um, and if they, if they can get it done there, then it makes it even more likely that they'll sit tight, but certainly they are always they do their due diligence on everything they're going to look into every possible scenario that can benefit them and if it means making a slight move i i think your example is probably more realistic than what uh what my, my, what came to mind which would be moving back a couple spots um as opposed to like 10 but uh yeah well you know we'll see uh always something certainly you know in play in that scenario um, and we'll go one last one here. Um, and Pete, this is difficult. I mean, look, cause you know, if, if the Browns do decide they would like to bring in a veteran wide receiver, uh, it's a hard sell. Uh, you have a quarterback here who's, uh, you know, one year remaining on his deal, um, coming off, you know, a major injury. So you're probably not going to get time to gel with Baker Mayfield until training camp. Uh, the fact that this is a skill position, friendly offense, um, and we've talked about this before, you know, wide receivers, it's not just about the money. It's about the statistical output. It's about the opportunity for statistical output, AKA targets. It's, it's not an easy sell for them, even if they wanted to be in the free agent wide receiver market. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I continue to believe that the Browns are going to be looking at second and third tier uh, free agents on that position. Um, we'll see what that looks like. Like um, I have no idea what to expect when it comes to Cedric Wilson and what he might get on the open market at this point. He he played really, really well down the stretch, but that's, there isn't a whole lot there with him. Is that enough to give him a 10 million in 10 million annual contract? I, I, I tend to doubt it, but um, where is that sort of sweet spot where you feel good about it? Or, you know, does that mean some sort of escalating contract type situation? Like he's, he's a guy I, I think stands out for that. Uh, you know, Michael Gallup, um, it's tricky with knee situation and, and what, what, how good do you feel about that? How good can you feel about that? If you're going to make a play for him, um, do you try to, you know, imagine a scenario where he's playing in December, you know, to me, that seems sketchy, but they have, uh, they'll obviously have way more insight into it with doctors and stuff like that. So it's, it's a possibility. I mean, do they, do they go with somebody sort of who should be super reasonable to get, which is like a James Washington, uh, from, from the Steelers. Um, it wouldn't cost you much, I don't think, and would give you a veteran that sort of can do some of the things that would benefit this offense. Do you go with a Jamison Crowder um, who's in that sort of veteran category, but probably won't cost much um, who can discount discount Jarvis Landry. Yeah. I mean, pretty much, um, you know, I, I, I have a, my sense would be that they won't go in the Jamison Crowder route. I think they're more inclined to try to get guys that are sort of uh, uh, on the, on the rise, but 
you know, a, a lot of it comes down to where does the rubber meet the road on money in, in terms of that? Is there sort of like, is, is Crowder sort of the Malik Jackson of, uh, of wide receivers that it sort of makes sense for you in that, that realm um, or how they've addressed middle linebacker the last couple of years with, you know, guys that are uh, BJ Goodson and then Anthony Walker. Is there that, is that what that type of move would represent? Um, they have a lot of choices, but, uh, it's going to be interesting because, you know, in part because there are so many pending free agents on, on, on the market. Uh, you know, Christian Kirk is probably going to get a good amount of money. I think he's going to be out of the Browns price range, but like some of those players are Devonte Adams. If he gets on the open market, um, is he seriously committed to this idea of only playing with uh, Aaron Rodgers, or does the second the money really gets out there and he sort of realizes just how much he could get, does that change his mind? Now, I don't think the Browns will be in play for that, and I and I don't think anyone, either Allen Robinson or the Browns, would be interested in, in that matchup. But um, and then Odell Beckham will be out there, and and obviously that's not going to happen here, but. That means somebody is going to sign him, and that would presumably take up their ability to sign somebody else. And if Jarvis Landry's let go, same deal with there. Um, so it's going to somebody's going to have to uh, pay for that, and that could open up another avenue for the Browns to improve their roster. Uh, yeah, and actually, could you just imagine a world where maybe Allen Robinson does sign with the Cleveland Browns, and the Cleveland Browns, um, you know, throw a couple of shekels at Mitch Trubisky to come here to be the number two. I would have Allen Robinson probably on the verge of being committed. Um, I guess I can't do this show without making sure we get you the breaking Browns content, which seems to be everybody putting it out. Uh, Baker Mayfield is taking a break from social media. So I want to make sure I get that in there just in case anybody didn't know. He is Pete Smith, Browns Digest, sportsillustrated.com. Obviously, Pete and the crew do a fantastic job. Pete's mocks up there. Make sure you go over there. Uh, check out the rest of the picks. Pete did already add the compensatory pick coming from the Vikings for the Quesi Adolfo Mensa hire. So go ahead and check all of that out. Make sure you're following at underscore Pete Smith underscore me personally at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Show itself at Locked On Browns. Follow back account. DMs are open. Appreciate everybody for making Locked On Browns their first listen day in and day out. This has been your daily delivery of all things dog pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.